0: Welcome into another episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. Jay Will. And today will be a little bit different podcast than normal. Normally, I just either give you one of three podcasts. I give you Dads in Time Out Sports Show, I give you Christ in a Culture War, or I give you Common Sense Conversation. And I haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. I gave you three podcasts in like a four-day span. So I thought that... Um, It was a lot of factors in why I didn't drop it. Um, I wanted to get information on certain topics, and I've just been busy with work and family and stuff like that. So this podcast is one where I've been thinking about the future and where I want this podcast or podcasts to go. And to do that, I wanted to reflect on how I got here. And so fair warning, if you have worked with me before, I am going to tell some stories And this is in no way to denigrate anyone's character. Um, I don't have issues with anybody as far as I know. There is one person that I worked with before in media that I haven't spoken to, but I just haven't spoken to that person. Um, Because it was, for me, it was mostly strictly a working relationship that ended. And so, and, and we'll get to that. So, if you want to go all the way back to where media for me started, um, I fell in love with sports when I was a kid. I was an art science magnet. I went to an arts and science magnet school, and I stink at science and math, so I picked art. I wasn't very good. I was not good at pottery, was not good at drawing. All I did was draw X-wings. In 1999, I started writing Christian like rock songs. They were horrible. Absolutely horrible. And then... Around my senior year of high school, I really got into hip-hop. Once again, I was terrible. They used to kick me out of the cypher. If you don't know what a cypher is, that's when we were being study hall, and you'd go in a circle, and people would rap. So then I went to a camp where I met some guys from Brooklyn. I worked at this camp, by the way. And they kind of like taught me like the structure of how to rap, blah, blah, blah. So I, for the longest time, for probably the next 10, 11 years... I would want to do hip-hop music and I made one mixtape. I think I sold nine copies Um, but this is before streaming so I didn't put it up anywhere. I just made CDs and got to the point where I realized um, with things that I believe about the music business that that was not the avenue that I wanted to take and so I really just didn't do anything in media for a while and then i had a buddy named ian Hull who will come up a lot and i use his last name because we've actually worked together and we have no issues zero i actually talked to the to the brother the other day um shout out to ian shout out to everything he's done but he will be a part of this story and so Ian, I met Ian at a restaurant called Slim and Shorties. Now, I did not work at Slim and Shorties at the time, so what would happen is is I would get off work at like three 4, three thirty four o'clock on a Sunday from my job because I worked at a restaurant that closed at two o'clock on Sundays. Awesome if you love football, right? So I would go and this um this restaurant slash bar they sold beer there would be on the way to my house or within the vicinity. Um, And so I would go there on Sundays and drink beer and get food and watch football. And this guy would come out and I wanna say he was in a Dallas Cowboys jersey. He was in UT gear and he was always in athletic gear and he would just come talk to me about football. And we ended up becoming friends and hitting it off. And so he had the idea that we would start making YouTube videos and so we made some youtube videos i don't know where these videos are but we and in our infinite wisdom decided that we were going to try to cover the entire nfc i think we were going to try to give a preview of like every team in the league and man we would have like these hour-long videos and i know we did the 49ers and the seahawks and i think this is when like the seahawks were in like their championship window um this is right around the kaepernick era So don't quote me on what year this was because I don't really remember. I know it was between 2012 and 2015, that time frame. Um, I don't exactly remember because Ian was still living with his parents at the time going to college. He's a little bit younger than me. And so we would record these videos in his basement. And so I think we recorded them off of like a video camera. And so, which we would do later on. So, that the, then me and Ian, or Ian and I, as my mom would say, moved in together. And the funny thing is, is while we lived together, we never did any sports-related media. Not one time. It was actually kind of weird. So, fast forward to 2017, I get deployed to Africa. I can't remember if it was right when I came back or while I was still overseas, but Ian came up to me or messaged me or something, but he got me the info. He's like, I need you to tell, I need to tell you something. I don't want you to be mad. I'm like, why would I be mad, bro? And he said, well, me and David, David Dillavoo, who we just called Voop, um, we started kind of doing sports stuff and we didn't want you to think we were trying to do it without you, but you were deployed but we want you to be a part of it. And I was like, heck yeah, bro. Let's do this. And so that is how the rehab sport... Like We had a, a bunch of names we were trying to come up with. Honestly, shout out to the Average Joe Sports Podcaster Show. I um, They're my friends on Twitter. We were going to call ourselves Average Joes. And that might have been the title of what me and Ian were doing on YouTube back in like 2015-ish. Whenever that was. I, I just... My years are a little off just because I moved around a lot at that time. I don't feel like trying to wreck my brain, trying to figure out what year that was. So anyways, in 2018, Ian comes up with the rehab sports guys um, with the help of his wife at the time, or I think it was his girlfriend at the time. I can't remember. But anyways, they came up with this name because when we would go to like, gatherings parties be around our friends me david and ian would always talk about sports now mind you we were not the only people that talked about sports and some people at the party were like y'all are always talking about sports blah 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 and it's like well i haven't seen dude all week i've been kind of busy you know with work and school and all that and so it's funny in 2018 ian no longer worked for slim and shorties and then i got a job there and so and David worked there. So, me and David worked at Slim and Shorties, And Ian, I think, worked at GP. And so, we... I can't remember how we started putting our content out. Um, I don't remember exactly how that happened. I think we were... i Well, I think Ian was live streaming stuff on Twitter and posting links. I don't know if we had YouTube videos. I just... I cannot remember. All I know is that... Ian comes up to me and he's like, Hey, these guys, Scout Team Radio on 12 Ounce Sports, got a hold of me. I've been going talking to them back and forth on Twitter. And they said that your show would be perfect. So Ian, being the producer-organizer guy that he is, he got everybody involved and got a hold of the guy at 12 Ounce Sports. And boom, we're on the radio, internet radio. And so I want to say that we started out having a Tuesday and Thursday show. And man, I can tell you so we did our first episode, me, David and Ian at Ian's house, I think. I think we were doing it cuz I think at this time Ian had moved into his parents' old house where we were actually doing the YouTube videos and there was a room in there Ian created a studio and it was man it looked awesome. I wish we like it we had mics and and mixers and Ian was trying to perfect the sound almost to a fault. No shots there. I love Ian. And and and, and we, we 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 hit the ground running, right? And so we jumped out and then we made a lot of friends on there. And so then the radio station was doing this big push about wanting certain shows to go live 5 days a week. Because you could either go live on this station, or you could record a, a, an episode. Or a, back then it wasn't called a podcast, even though podcasts existed. But you could record your uh, your radio thing, and then they would put it in a time slot. So they'd be like, "Hey, make sure that." And we we, we had commercials and everything. Like so, like what would happen is is we would do a, a bit, and then we would go to commercial break, and then. I think it was on Radio Jar, and then the radio station would play their advertising for the other shows, and then we would come back on air. The first week that we went live, five days a week, we had the number one show on the station. And and I wanted to get back to something. So after our first episode, um, Ian was like, hey guys, like we're talking over each other. That's like the one thing we needed to fix, because mind you this is everything that we had been doing just not in front of cameras and in front of microphones so we already had a chemistry and we already knew each other enough so we knew that we could go at each other and it wasn't personal that's an important key right and so by episode two or three like it was flawless like we were debating and here's the thing Ian's a Cowboys fan I'm a Steelers fan and Dilla Vu is a North Carolina fan. I'm pretty sure Vu hates LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. And then, so it just worked because like David would, for example, just using him as an example, Vu would say something on the show and me and Ian would be like, yo, bro, like, because the thing is, it wasn't like, it's not just that we disagree with takes. It's like, we wanted you to explain your takes. Shout out to my boy Vu. We still cool. So anyways, then Ian was like, hey, They want to offer us contracts. And I'm like, heck yeah, dude, let's get a contract. Even though studying the music business, I should have known, hey, like, maybe. Now, obviously, we were going to read the contracts. Well, Ian's all like, we ain't going to sign them contracts. And at first, I ain't going to lie, I was mad. I was like, why aren't we going to sign these contracts? He's like, he literally was like, man, read this contract and tell me what's wrong with this. And I'm not throwing any shade at 12 Ounce. I, 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 I have some relationships from some people that I think still do radio over there. But what, in the contract, they wanted to own the rights to, and this was my understanding of the contract, was that they wanted to own the rights to our recordings. Now, mind you, had we been getting paid a salary or something like that, and listen, I know they couldn't afford that, but there were some, and at the same time, 12 Ounce was also trying to partner with, I think it was called Sports Radio America, and to my, and, and so I started investigating Sports Radio America, not like criminal or anything, but I just started like seeing what they were doing. And they were not, in my opinion, promoting the, um, 12 ounce shows the same way that they were, were, um, promoting their shows. And so I agreed with the, and like, Hey, let's, let's not sign the contract, um, and because that, there were some advertising dollars, I think that were going to be involved, but I I didn't know the numbers. But it, I mean, it wasn't enough for me to quit my job, and so I'm not going to quit my job. And you own the rights to like my work, like I do the research, Ian does the research, David's on David was on Twitter 24 seven, so he had a lot of insight. Like when new, I'll get news stories in sports from Ian before they hit ESPN, and so and that's not a shot at ESPN, but like. Literally, Ian will be like, boom, 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 this trade happened. And I'm like, I haven't heard anything yet. And then like 20, like like five minutes later, it's up. So I don't know what Ian's sources are, but he was great. And he was kind of like our producer. I was like the... I w- I had a lot of funny segments on the Rehab Sports guys. Um, I had... And so anyways... And then, like, it was just... It worked. Well, anyways, long story short, Ian had to quit the... So, so then... I'm sorry, we... We, we we stopped doing 12-ounce radio, but we still continued to show. So, I think we live-streamed the show on Twitter that got like 4,000 views. Like, in an hour. Um, which isn't a lot for like the big, big guys. But like 4,000 live stream views is a lot when you're three dudes in Arkansas that have no reach. Like, really, Twitter and 12-ounce are the only reason that we had reaches outside of our local town. And so... Um I I don't Oh, that's what it was. So Ian had discovered Anchor. Shout out to Anchor by the way. Um this is what I will be posting the audio version of this on that will disseminate it to Google, Spotify, uh Pod I'm uh, oh, sorry, Google, Spotify, Apple uh Podbean. There's a couple other ones. I think Castbox is one of them and Stitcher. And so Radio Public, I think if I'm wrong on any of those, um, send me an email and I'll retract that statement. But anyways, so we were doing the show on Anchor. And I guess we were um, posting our Spotify links. Long story short, whatever. Ian has to quit the pod. He's having some personal stuff going on. And which was fine. So this is where the story gets interesting. So... This guy, Jimmy, sees me outside of the 67 Grill in Arkadelphia, and Jimmy had actually been on um, our show, and I think at this time, Jimmy and I were doing a Sunday sports show, so I was doing rehab sports, guys, I was doing Jimmy's NFL, it was like an NFL countdown show, basically, and we would have a couple of guests on, shout out primetime, um, and so, we were doing that show. Well, Jimmy got wind that we were no longer doing our show on 12 Ounce. And that we weren't doing our show, period. And Jimmy was like, yo, you want to be on our show? And I just, without even thinking, I was like, yes. I was like, I wanted to stay on the air. So, he had a friend named Chris. And then he had some producer guy whose name I don't remember. And honestly, I've never met this guy. And details in the story will tell you that I don't care to know this guy. Like, this is the one person I've never met but. From what I was told that happened, like, like you go your way, I go my way, I, I don't care to ever meet this guy. I, have, and I had conversations with this person, I literally just don't remember his name. And anyway, so we, we do the show, and as soon as I hop on the show, I noticed, and I had noticed this, and this is not necessarily a shot at Jimmy, but his dedication to the audio quality of the show was not the same. Now... I'm not an audio wizard. I've got a fan going behind me because my AC is messed up. So YouTube, you'll hear this. Spotify and Apple and Google and all the podcasting streaming sites. Like, you should be fine. So it wasn't that. But but like, and and honestly, some of it wasn't his fault. Some of it was just the way that his house that he lived in was set up at the time. And I was happy to have a place to record. So I don't even remember when. I I know we did the show at night. And I also know that i think i would get off work and i i think we had like a a a 10 o'clock yeah we had we had a 10 to 11 o'clock time slot because basically i would have to get off work and then jimmy would pick me up and we'd go straight into recording if i was working that night and so we started doing the show and there were some things that happened that led to some other things so some of this Bad on me, some of this, what I would perceive to be bad on them. So I remember one instance, um, I was off work and I was dumb and I was drinking before the show and Pittsburgh just annihilated Carolina, like stomped all over them. This is when they had Cam Newton still. And I went on the air with Jimmy and Chris. and, And a lot of times Chris would actually be doing the show virtually, like because he lived... Somewhere else, I think it was Conway. I can't remember. He lived somewhere else because he was managing a joint, um, a restaurant or something. I don't remember what Chris was doing, but he wasn't always present physically for the show. And so, what would happen is, is that I went on this rant, and I mistakenly said that Jimmy and Chris had said something on our show or on because they had the show was called What's Up, What's Up Sports. I was never a fan of the name, but whatever. I was just the new guy on the show, so they, I said something to the effect of, and y'all guys predicted that Carolina, blah, blah, would be good, that's what it was, I I thought that they had said that they thought that Carolina would be good that year, it was just a take, and Jimmy goes off, he's like, I don't know what y'all said on y'all's show, but on this show and to me it came off super disrespectful because what i didn't mention was that what's up what's up sports got on 12 ounce radio on a recommendation from us because they saw what we were doing and they were like hey we want to be on 12 ounce and jimmy had been on our show and and you know i was cool with jimmy now don't get me wrong a lot of my friends weren't cool with jimmy but I, i i never played that game i was like hey if i'm cool with them i'm cool with them right so anyways um that was the first time i was like yo like I, I made a mistake, man. Like, and I and I, I own that mistake. And maybe y'all didn't say that, but the way he said y'all show, and then um, he started saying things like that. That that the what's up, what's up sports was bigger than us, which is just factually not true. At the time, like we, like I said, we had the number one show on the station when we went live. I know what their listeners are because I started looking at the numbers. This is after the fact, right? So that that was one thing. There was another time that um and and i and i shouldn't have been drunk on the show like own that own that another time so what would happen is we would do the show and then we would talk on the phone with chris because he usually wouldn't be there and this was a good part of the show we would discuss things that we could do to make the show better like we would actually with the little producer dude whose name i still don't remember um it was one of jimmy's friends i think from the navy or something like i Never seen this guy in my life before. So, anyways, um, we would talk about stuff that we could do better on the show, and then we would just start talking about sports. And we got on the topic of the NBA, and Jimmy's like, "Well, you know, Chris is the NBA guy, right?" And I'm like, "Well, what's what's that supposed to mean? Like, what do you mean that he's the NBA guy? Like, what are you implying here?" He's like, "He's the NBA guy." Like, he's the he was basically saying he was a subject matter expert. I'm sorry that I just. I took offense to that. I was like, dude, do you understand? Like, I'm older than both these guys, which doesn't mean anything except for I have been watching the NBA since 1990. Like, I have studied this game. And I'm not saying that dude did or did not know more about the NBA, but dude also said that in 2018, when we were doing this show, that Victor Oladipo was a top 10 player in the NBA. And then you want to tell me that I'm not the NBA guy. Cool. Like, I would tell you that. When it comes to like football and when it comes to how the game is actually played, like reading defenses and the safeties and all this, Ian's the guy. So I have no problem saying that someone knows more. When it comes to college sports, Ian and David know way more than me. They know way more than me about our Arkansas Racerbacks. I'm cool with that. But, bro, like, I'm on your show. Like, because my thing was, is when are y'all going to say this on air? Because y'all already went off on me on air. Then there's another time where Jimmy. Um, and this is where Chris actually was upset with Jimmy too. Um, we go on the air and Jimmy's drunk and he just goes on this whole tirade about the MLB and how no one watches the MLB, but it was over the top. Like it was just one of those things. And then so like we kept having these issues. Well, it all came to a head and mind you, this is why, in my opinion, I'm not saying anything about shows that drink alcohol while they're recording. Do your thing. That's your show. I don't because I know that I have, a, I, well, number one, I'll start slurring after two beers. Number two, it's just, like, if you notice, I don't curse on the show. And it's because I don't want to close off an audience. So if I have an audience that doesn't like cursing, they're not going to listen to my show. So why would I curse? And it's just part of being professional, in my opinion. Like, they don't, I mean, whatever. So... The straw that broke the camel's back and and i and i did have fault in this whole thing like i should have been more mature and i should have treated the show with more respect and i think in hindsight jimmy and i don't know about chris i don't want to speak for chris but i think me and me and jimmy would agree that we definitely all could have done things better so anyways but this is story time so this is where it all ends so me and jimmy are doing this show and we, I think it's a good show and primetime is on as a guest and so and mind you Jimmy and I are still doing the Sunday NFL show every Sunday because I think I was off on Sundays. So if I, if I had to work, I wasn't on the show but most Sundays I was off work um, and I would do the show with Jimmy and I, I thought I thought it was a really good show and, I, and honestly we had zero problems. The, the, the problems that we had on what's up what's up sports we never had. On um the Sunday, whatever show—I can't remember what we called it—and it was also on Twelve Ounce. And so, kudos, Jimmy had two shows on Twelve Ounce. And so, then we're, we get done with the show, and Jimmy's about to take me home because I didn't have a car. And we had once again been drinking beer during the show, and I don't think we had drank a lot of beer during the show. But Jimmy says, "The prime time, hey, I need to tell you something, but not with Jesse here." I have no idea what that meant, but after everything that had built up, I lost it, and I exploded, and I went off on Jimmy, and then Jimmy makes a comment that they had been having meetings about kicking me off the show. Now, mind you, I felt that was unfair because everybody was doing things that were detrimental to the show, me, Jimmy, maybe not Chris. I don't think, to to this day, like, on air, I don't remember Chris ever being an issue, but... Chris and Jimmy were close friends, and then their producer guy. And they said that the producer guy had been having meetings and conversations behind my back about me not being on the show anymore. And I was like, you ain't got to fire me. I quit. He's like, you still need a ride home? I'm like, no. So I called my... I, I was married at the time. I had a wife, and I was like... I was just mad as hell, right? So I don't say anything on Twitter, on Facebook, nothing. I just... Because the thing was, is when this happened, Thanksgiving was coming up. So I didn't want to ruin anybody's holidays. I didn't want to start any drama. Blah, blah, blah. So I go home for Thanksgiving. I come back. And it's the Sunday NFL show. And Primetime is on the show with Jimmy. Which tells me that... Well, actually, we'll wait for it. So they're making predictions. And it was San Francisco was playing somebody, is all I remember. And I tweeted... And tagged Primetime about my pick. Or I, maybe I DM'd him. I don't remember. Because I was still cool with Primetime. And Primetime on air is like, oh, Jesse James Outlaw. Because that's what everybody called me at the time. Jesse James Outlaw just called in. Or that's what he called me. Um, Jesse James the Outlaw called in. Uh, he made a pick. And Jimmy doesn't say anything. So I'm like, and I'm I'm at work. Now, we're not open. So I'm doing prep. And I'm listening to this. And I told my boss. I was like, hey, like, I need to listen to this episode Because I want to see if he's going to say something on air. Mind you, I don't um, have a show at this time. I don't think. Um, I may have started doing my solo show. And then move into Jimmy's slot. I don't remember. Or maybe I was just sending in recordings. Um, Because I'm back on 12 Ounce. Because Jimmy and them are on 12 Ounce. Um, So, because remember, we had left 12 Ounce. But we left cool. So when I wanted to come back. And work with Jimmy on 12 ounce no one had an issue with it so anyways I quit the show me and Jimmy run into each other a couple of times and it's it's awkward well remember I left the show I want to say a couple of weeks later actually like within the next two weeks two or three weeks what's up what's up sports stopped doing their show not saying how I felt about that you can imagine how I felt about it after they wanted to kick me off the show So I hit up Jimmy on just some professional, was like, hey, um, I hear y'all are about to leave. Do you care if I take that time slot? He's like, no, I don't care, dude. Because we hadn't really squashed everything. And so I go and I do the Jesse James Outlaw Sports Show that aired from 10 to 11 at night. Like, literally, people would come home to hang out at our house because I think I, um, I had... Yeah, yeah, so people would come and hang out after work, because I was still married at this time, and I would be like, hey, that's cool, but I gotta go do this show real quick. Well, I did the couple shows, and and if you ever look on um, Spotify and you see Fan Rants in Cuba, one of my most popular episodes, that was that show. And so, long story short, again, it was just, I was married, stuff was going on, and Trying to do an hour radio show every single day and trying to come up with topics and not talk about LeBron and the Cowboys and Tom Brady every single day is really, really hard. So I respect the people that do a show every day. Like, content was really hard. So I was just, at this point, I was just kind of done. I was like, okay, well, I didn't know what my next step would be. Um, I didn't really know about the podcasting thing and all that. And so... I want to say a month or two go by, and here comes Ian. Hey, man, I want to do a show, but I want to do it just with you. Like, And it wasn't anything against our guy, but he wanted to have a show with just me and him. And so I didn't know Ian was ever a kicker. <laughs> I thought he was a receiver, and, and I'm not saying he wasn't a kicker. But he created this show called The Kicker and the Outlaw, and it sounded cool. So we did it for a while, did some episodes there up on my Spotify Um, if you look up the dads and timeout sports show on spotify or apple or any of those you can find i think you can find some of the kicker and the outlaw stuff on there i think so if not i will find a link but anyways we did that for a while and then ian just kind of got to the point where he didn't want to be the on-air guy anymore but so and and to be fair ian at the same time was doing a show with vu called house and shambles Because they're Duke and North Carolina fans. So they would kind of do their college thing. Me and Ian would do our pro thing. Mind you, we're all still cool at the time. And we all, as far as I know, we're all still cool to this day. Right? So that kind of ends. And then I get divorced. And then I get a new girlfriend who ends up becoming the mother of my child. And at some point, I was like, I still want to do this. And I think I was just, so I still had an anchor account. So I was just dropping an episode here or there. And then I realized, so what I would do is I would um, start, I don't know how, but me and Ian were talking about doing another show. But Ian was like, I don't want to be on the show. I just, I want to be a part of the show. So we... So, and he had this name called Dads in Time Out. Because we're both dads. Well, he was a stepdad. I was a stepdad. Um, I don't think my son was born at the time this started. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, I would have to go look at my YouTube page and see. Because what I started doing is I started posting videos on my YouTube page. Of So, I would just set my phone up at work. So, you would hear things in the background. But I would just start doing short segments. And then every once in a while when I had the house to myself... When I lived with my ex, I would do a podcast off the laptop. And then my son was born, and which shout out to my son Elijah, he'll be two in November. It's one of those things that it just wasn't conducive. But I, I didn't give up on it. And it's funny because a lot of people started like when I was inactive, a lot of people were like, Where's the podcast? Like, what's going on? So, dad's in timeout sports show common sense conversation christ in a culture war we're all here like and by we it's all me and people ask me um, why i don't have guests and i do want to have guests and there are a lot of shows on twitter that i would love to guest on um if they would have me um so if you're listening to this i am absolutely willing to guest on your shore now mind you i work 40 hours a week And so if we can work that out And I would love to have you on my show I just need to figure out things on the technical end Like do I just hold the phone up there And like I don't I want to make sure that the person that calls in Because we all live all across the country I want to make sure that the person that's on my show Is able to be heard and understood And so I've actually guested on a podcast Brutal Humor, my buddies Look at the title and see if that's something you want to listen to If you do, it's awesome, they're great But it's my buddy Matthew at work And actually, it was Matthew and James, both guys I work with. And they invited me on their show. And we did like an hour and 48 minutes and talked nothing about sports. Because they're not sports guys. And it was a good show. I rambled a little bit. But um, a lot of people said it's one of their favorite episodes. um, And I hope those guys are great. Because what happened was... is. So there's another guy that they do the show with called Ross at the time and Ross is still on the show. I've never met Ross but Ross was out of town and so they were like hey uh you want to be a guest. I think I was the first guest they ever had and so and then Austin is a guy that used to sell cell phones as a vendor at Walmart. Um, He would sell like the contract phones and he's me and him always got along and I honestly got me in trouble because my boss is like, why are you always talking to people and stuff? But no, no shot at Austin. Um, so I think Austin is now a regular on that show. And so I think a lot of times they have four guys on that show. And I've told Matt, it's like Matthew, I was like, man, like five guys is almost impossible. But I'd love to work with Matt and um, James or Austin and maybe even Ross. But I don't know if I could be the fifth guy on a podcast that sounds like. Like it's just for in, in the way that podcasts are set up, for me, it's too many people. Like the max for me is three and a guest. Or for them, if they want to do four, that's fine. Like four works. Like I think four works because that's kind of the setup. But unless you have like a moderator. And that's just for me personally. Um doing media like i wouldn't want to do a podcast and have five people on it i just i just seen people talk over each other too much not saying that they do so check them out at brutal i can't say that at brutal humor on um twitter and they're also on spotify and apple because they use anchor too anchor is amazing i'm gonna keep giving them shout outs because i don't have a commercial yet where i it plays at the beginning of my pod but i want to all right quickly Now that we've gone over the whole story. And once again, minus the dude I've never met before. That was the little producer dude on What's Up, What's Up. Um, I have no beef with any of you guys. I hope all of you guys are doing well. Obviously, I talked to Ian. I think I talked to Ian yesterday, the day before. He he messaged me um, about some stuff going on. And so, um, obviously, there's never... um, There's there's not an issue there. Um, And so... Um, I just kind of wanted to give y'all a journey of how I got here. So now, let's get into some sports real quick. So, Deshaun Watson. I don't even feel comfortable talking about this because I'm a dude. And because I'm a dude, people are extremists. So they're either on this side or this side way far apart on an issue. I don't know what happened. It seems like he did this stuff. And he, okay, so they had an independent arbiter, Sue Washington, I think is her name. Sue Robinson, sorry. Sue Robinson, um, who was a like long term federal judge. And because the NFL wanted, and the NFL PA were like, hey, we're going to have an arbiter. Well, she gave Deshaun Watson six games, even though she said that she believed that he lied and that he did the things. And they only heard like a couple of the cases. I think it was like four. Could be six. I don't remember. But um, of course, the NFL then appealed the decision. And hired like the ex-New Jersey uh attorney general whose name I can't remember but um he's like one of the top attorney generals or attorneys in the country or something like that I just I didn't write his name down so apologies to that guy so now the NFL is still going to decide his suspension and it's been a lot of hoopla I just I want to talk more about the process like the CBA that they agreed to, like y'all didn't want Roger Goodell because Roger Goodell could have heard this himself. So it's like you wanted him out of it, but after the arbitrator, he can then appeal and then he can still have the last say. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now the NFL PA could appeal, but if they appeal, then the NFL appeals. Like who gets the final word? Probably the NFL. I have no idea. Like, I think he's going to get suspended for 12 to a season. Um, I don't think he's going to get the indefinite suspension because the NFL doesn't want a lawsuit. But to me, the issue with this whole scenario is you have people like me that talk about sports, and then we're put in a situation where it's not like we're trying to minimize the uh, the supposed crimes that were committed against twenty plus women. But I'm not, and I'm not an investigative journalist and so that's why I kind of stay clear of these things because anytime you do anything sexual toward a woman that is unwanted it's wrong period like that that should go without saying but I want to make that clear but also the same whole like it's funny because people are so hypocritical they're like believe all women except Amber Heard right like how about how about first off take every accusation of any crime seriously and let the evidence be shown and then because the problem with this case is that it's a lot of he said, she said. So we don't know. Like, there have been people that have been falsely accused and spent 10 years in prison. And then for the person to come out and say, okay, I did, I made it all up. And so that doesn't mean that every woman's a liar. It doesn't mean that every man is a sexual predator. It doesn't mean that every man is innocent. We don't know. Like, And that's why people on Twitter get me so amped up. Because y'all act like y'all was there. They're like oh well you know kobe did it like you know oj did it you know big ben did it you know deshaun did it like you don't know nothing shut up like i feel terrible if this happened i feel terrible for every single one of those women and at the very least deshaun watson was like 60 like how many massage therapists like in like a three-month period like bro like bad decision making on all ends anyways i want to get off that pray for the women pray for Um, Their sanity and their mental health and everything if this happened and I don't know if it happened So i'm not going to speculate That's me. That's where I stand on this. Hey, I want to see a pretty gold mic pretty gold mic. Yay It's not on but I have it's a cool mic Um, it reminds me of those scout team guys shout out to the scout team by the way They had a guy that was like his twitter handle was man with the golden mic So I didn't copy off you and guess who gave me this mic My buddy ian It was so nice of him anyways gold mic go away Alright, so, oh, and sorry for all the uh, people that are listening to this on the podcast who can't see it, but you can watch it on YouTube and see my pretty gold mic, and then my blank brick walls that I need to put some posters or something up, but whatever. Um, Ar- uh, Aaron Rodgers and the psychedelics, I don't care. I mean, he's been going this way for a long time. I, I-, I don't think that that's how you're going to find true, pure love, Aaron, but... Hey, do your thing. I've never done psychedelics in my life. I don't plan on doing them. Um, I'm not going to be out here advocating drug use on a public podcast. Like, other people can do that. I'm not, yeah. The bigger issue is Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a number one receiver, and he may not have a number two receiver. Like, it's Alan Alan Lazard and then, like, a a bunch of people I don't know. And so I think that that's going to be interesting this year. And by the way, I didn't write any of these sports topics down. I was just going to be done. And then I was going to um, just finish the podcast after the storytelling. But then I was like, I still have a little bit of time before work. So let's squeeze some topics in here. Um, I'm so tired of the KD, Kyrie, Russ, all this stuff. Like, I don't know if these dudes are ever going to get traded. And I just, every time I go to YouTube, because like it pulls up videos for me of like sports shows Um, I have Hulu live TV, but sometimes I see it after the fact. And it's like, LeBron and KD and Kyrie. And it's like... Dude, like... If it's not done yet, hit me up when it is. Because I'm not really concerned about KD and Kyrie at this point. (coughs) Was I excited about Kyrie going to play with LeBron? Yes. Sorry, guys. I gotta take a drink of water. But... To me it's just one of those things where it's like it was so hot of a topic and now it's not um usc and ucla going to the big 10 i don't know if i talked about that college realignment to me is getting out of control you're just gonna have two or three major super conferences it'll be interesting but it's also gonna like how are they gonna schedule this right so Like if you have like 24 teams in a conference like you might only play that team once every couple years so of course they're going to try to keep the robberies together but and then how does this work with the bowls like because the things the thing is is all the bowls are tied in the conference alignment so not only yeah you might expand the playoff but you're gonna like destroy the bowl system at the same time in my opinion Or, or you're gonna take because Okay, so, like, USC and Michigan used to be able to play in the Rose Bowl. But now they can't because they're in the same conference. So, like, who's going to... Like, are you going to have teams in the same conference playing in bowl games? Because that's whack. That is whack. Come on, bro. Like, I don't want to... Like, I don't care if they didn't play that year. Y'all put them in the same conference. Like, it... I just... I don't understand it. Like, are they going to absorb these bowl games into the playoff games? Like, I just... I think there's little nuanced things that people aren't thinking about. Uh, The AFC... I'm not going to say anything about that preseason game because I didn't watch it. Jacksonville and and the Las Vegas Raiders. Because for what? Like, it's preseason. Most of the star players didn't play. I think Josh Jacobs ran the ball like three or four times. Um, That told me nothing about my three fantasy teams that are probably all going to be horrible this year. Actually, wait a minute. Yeah, I've got three so far, and I don't know if we're going to do an Army League. So... Um, I won the Army League last year, so they may not want to play. The AFC West is going to be ridiculous. And I am going to, at some point, try to break down each division before the season starts. So, all eight divisions. divisions—that's um, That would be like eight different podcasts. So, I might do two divisions in one segment. So, I might go AFC East, AFC or NFC East. That's probably how I'll do it. And then, I'll... Do a playoff thing, maybe. Don't hold me to this. Where I pick the playoffs and the Super Bowl winners, but I'm actually gonna have to sit down, pick the divisions, draw the bracket, put the teams in, and I hate doing it that way because some like I don't want to predict records because mathematically they might not add up. So what I might do if I have a really long day where I don't have a lot to do, which is usually never i might go to the playoff simulator and pick every game of the season just on a whim and then figure and then do it from there take a picture of it and like this is the playoffs so um i have no i mean i already made some predictions like not on air but wrote some down but i'm not confident in them yet like i have no idea what to do with about five or six teams in this league the afc west to me is so crazy the nfc west the afc north surprisingly with just deshaun watson stuff um do you, do you trust the Cincinnati Bengals? I trust Joe Burrow. I don't, tr- I don't know if I trust his knee. I don't know if I trust the offensive line still. So there's just a lot of stuff that we can talk to. But unfortunately, I have to go. I have to go make me some money. So it has been another episode of the Dads in Timeout Sports Show. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and God bless.